0: Hi there, Living Our Best Lives podcast audience. <laughs> it has been a minute since I last posted. The last podcast I believe I recorded was with my friend Maria, aka Mar, aka Expressive Illustrations. Well, no, correction. The last podcast that I recorded was with my friend Lee Harrison Daniel, one of my best, best friends. And the one released, the most recent released, was with Mar. Mar. Anyways, now that that's clarified, as if you're not staring at the list of podcasts, and you can see that for yourself, (laughs) let me get to why I'm here. So, okay, this podcast is going to just be completely raw, unfiltered, unedited, no theme song attached, nothing. But I need to do it, I need to do it to honor my grandmother, to preserve the memory the memories that I now have made from the viewing yesterday and just share the beauty of her soul and spirit. <laughs> so for those of you who may not know me personally, I have two grandmothers. One is my dad's mom, Eula uh, Hornhoover, Eula Margot. <laughs> we call her Grandma Cuckoo, Grandma K. And then we have Judy, Which we love Judy as well. Judy Tushak, Judy David Tushak. We share a middle name, Kathleen. These two women are matriarchs of each of their respective family sides, and they have been ooh, they have been the rocks of each of their respective sides of the family for years. Years, years, years. My grandmother, my grandma Cuckoo just passed away. Um, I believe at I don't Hang on. I, ah, I can't do the math really fast. I think 92. That might be wrong. Let me see. Hang on a second. 2022. OK, 93. Wait, no. 92. Sorry. 92. She will be turning 93 December 17th. She would have been. It's not so relevant. But my other grandmother is 77 if memory serves correctly. But in my head, she's forever 65. And that's a joke we have in (laughs) inside joke. So who really knows? I don't really personally believe in age. But needless to say, they are, they're up there. They have been kicking it for a long time. So November 9th, my grandma Cuckoo passed away. Suddenly, she had been ill the past year. We're not focusing on this, though. That's not why I'm here. Why I came here today is to talk about the complexity of her soul, (laughs) I'm choking up, okay. The complexity of her soul and her spirit and her as a person. So the Grandma Cuckoo that I saw was a grandmother, a great-grandmother. She was in what I'm calling phase two of being a grandma with me and my two siblings, uh, my two full siblings. I have three siblings, but one of them is not connected to her by blood. So me, my brother, and my sister. William Brooke. we are her three youngest grandchildren, and then she has three older grandchildren, my three older cousins, Lindsay Kendall Christine, and they had seen a different version of my grandma, <laughs> a stricter version growing up., you know, she had more energy, she's a great depression era born um she you know she she was strict, and then you know, as time will do this, she loosened up with us. And by the end of it, my youngest sister, who's six years younger than me, she's 18 now, Brooke, she has memories, trying to keep, she said the most beautiful eulogy, trying to, basically trying to keep my grandma young, because she didn't realize as a kid, when my grandma was her caretaker, more or less, um, she didn't realize that she was, like, in her 80s, so she'd be like, Grandma, come on, let's play, run, 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 and my grandma would be like, wait just a minute, like, slow down, like, just wait a minute. <laughs> so... In a way, we all were helping, you know, kept her alive, kept her going. And in the end, she couldn't walk. In the end, she wasn't taking calls. It feels like she was removed from my life this past whole year, since January of 2021, when she first started having health issues and was in and out of hospitals, in and out of rehab centers, and then in the end ended in her home, which is all thanks to my aunt and dad. And shout out to them both, because that... That's how that was meant to be. Definitely. Um All things considered. Right. I don't want her to suffer, but I mean, like, um, I'm happy she at least could end where she wanted, which was her home, not a rehab center while they were nice and hospitals while they were doing the best they could. You know, it's your home. So anyways, what I'm trying to get at is that I feel like I had this version of her in my head that was a retired grandmother. Well, she was actually working up until the pandemic started. She continued her second career, which was at an autoimmune disease, autoimmune illness, what AAR, I forget, I think it's autoimmune disease. Yeah. Association. That's why it's literally AARDA, American autoimmune disease association, ARDA, as their executive assistant editor she she had a couple roles but primarily she wrote the newsletter that went out Um, I think a couple times a year she was a the backbone to the director and I found out at her viewing that because her the director and the founder of Arda spoke to me directly and then spoke up and shared in front of everybody that one day she was talking to my grandma at lunch and saying, if only I had an office space, I would start an autoimmune disease, you know, section of what we're doing right now. And my grandma said, I'll find you an office space. And she did. And then this clinic has been running for years and helped thousands of patients. And my grandma, this was like a job that she took after being a teacher for years. And I also found out she ran, um, with medical professionals and with just mothers and other people, nurses, doctors, what have you, she ran a childbirth, natural childbirthing class where she ran a board. She had a whole board. Um, you know, this was when she was probably in her 40s, 50s maybe, um, maybe even late 30s. I don't know. She did all this. Okay. She also was raising two kids. Um, you know, and she who had, you know, were neurodivergent, had mental illness, all these things. And she handled it all so well from from, you know, the stories I've heard. Of course, of course, there's trials and tribulations. It's family. It's life. We're humans. We don't know what we're doing. I'm not trying to paint her as somebody that has no flaws or that is, you know, put her on a pedestal. But what I'm trying to say is she ran multiple hats and impacted multiple different people, different types of people, different areas of people. And I only saw like a slim view because, granted, she's 92. We had this funeral in Michigan. She spent a lot of time in England. She spent a lot of time in Ohio. She's from Ohio, born in Chicago. You know, she like being 92, a lot of her people have passed. Her husband passed over 10 years ago Um, or 10 years ago? Hang on. No, 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 no. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Over 10 years ago. I can't do math at this hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like almost 14 years ago. Wow. That was, that was sad. That was embarrassing. Okay. So what I'm trying to say, well, no, let me keep going. So, uh, The biggest kicker of all, for me, well, one of them, was that she used to just be so, it seems, sprightly, full of life, full of expression, such a creative. I never painted her as a creative person. I know she respected the arts and had come, well, I mean, that's wrong. I, I did paint her as a creative person because I know I knew of how creative a writer she was. She had a way with words. She was definitely a poetic person. She studied English. She was an English teacher. She studied English speech, radio. She was a profound speaker, a wise person, Um, but I didn't know she also was a photographer. She kept that part private. Um, My cousin found some scrapbooks that she made starting from high school through college and then through her time in England where her and my, my late grandfather were teaching. It seems they were, well, he was teaching English at like a air force base and I think she was too. I need to read the newspaper clippings in there, but she has all these witty little captions, these funny jokes, these photos that, you know, are just so simple of her friends. Like it's like, you know, Marilyn drawing, you know Meredith, like for her art 150 class, and it's like this gorgeous, like candid shot, kind of blurry, kind of fade, but it's beautiful. And you know, <laughs> um, these photos are just wonderful, and she took them, and I thought my my grandfather was the photographer. They both were, and it's just beautiful to me that I don't know she had so many sides to her. And I think this, what I'm trying to get at, this is not just to momentize her or, you know, write a, a podcast version of a eulogy. What I'm trying to say is that I feel like all of us try to pigeonhole ourselves into one career or one type of personality or say, oh, I am an artist or I'm not an artist or I'm a photographer or I'm a teacher and this is me but it's like all of us have so many different roles and if we let ourselves, you know, if you have a, I mean, whether or not you have a long life, like I'm 24 and I've already had multiple different lives in this one life, I swear, living in Los Angeles, living in East Lansing, Michigan, li- living near Detroit in the suburbs, living in Philadelphia now. I, I just think it's so beautiful that Multiple people had very different versions of her. And to put it how my cousin Logan and my cousin Kendall said was that she had a way of being exactly who each of us needed her to be. She did like she could, you know, adjust her perception of her reality and be that. And I honestly, this makes me feel a lot better about myself because I feel that I I had a fear that I was sort of somebody who was very fickle, would change my mind up on who I am and what I do. And, you know, I, I hate the phrase master or jack of all trades, master of none, because fuck that. I think you can definitely be master. I think you can be, I don't even know. I don't want to even use that verbiage. I just think that you can be somebody who has, who can deep dive and pivot through multiple different industries fields organizations and shine your light like this is the peak epitome of a light worker um when i talk about that phrase like she shed she spread light and love there's so many like virginia from arda said without eula boosting her up and hyping her up to in her own words right she didn't say hype um create arda she would never have done it That is a lifelong impact because this is an organization that is a national organization. Like, hell, I was volunteering at their Culver City, California walk in Los Angeles in 2020 Um, or in 2021. Like they're nationally recognized and they help out people with autoimmune illnesses, which are famously very hard to discover and treat and research. Um, My grandma helped, you know, the medical community. She helped education fields she like the childbirthing classes crossed over with education um and science and philosophy and religion and all these things and she never like i what i love about her is that she was she did all this in silence in a way like not actual silence she spoke up like don't do not get me wrong she wasn't a doormat she didn't not say stuff but she like I found out most of this at her viewing, you know what I mean? Like I've known it, but it wasn't something that she was boasting about. She was humble. That's it. She was humble. And you know, she just kind of did her thing. And that was that. (laughs) And she carried on this legacy. Like I had a couple second cousins running around, couldn't sit still during the viewing and that's okay. They're literally like, two and a half years old, um, two, five, uh, ten, and I think eight, maybe seven or eight, but maybe six. No, I can't recall. Ah, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm going to guess eight. Anyways, there's a legacy now that she's carried. And honestly, you know, it's just, families aren't perfect and families can be divided and ours definitely is. We had lots of divorce run through it. We had lots of family, you know, fights and things as every family does, right? Like this is not, this is not taboo. This is not strange, but I firmly believe that, well, her lasting, her, her wish, honestly, in this lifetime that she would make known is that she wishes that her kids and grandkids would all get along and everything. But let me tell you, like, at the end of this view, at the end of this viewing, my cousin Kendall got me, both my siblings, my brother's girlfriend, um, who else? I think, I'm trying to think. One, two, three, um, second cousins. So, yep. All of us piled into her car singing at the top of our lungs. And I will always love you by Whitney Houston. And we were all just hanging out laughing like that was that kind of stuff. We hadn't we haven't done that stuff. Probably since my papa was alive, honestly, and my grandma tried, but she's only one person and we're out. She's outnumbered. But there's enough of us now that want that connection and want that family and want that love that I believe that we can come together. And it's a wonder and, a, and it's a travesty, but also it's beautiful that her passing connected us in that way. And who knows what would have, I, I mean, I'm rambling, but ultimately what I'm trying to say is if you're somebody that feels like, you, know, you can't say put in one set thing, and you're called to other areas and other places and other people just go just do it pour yourself into it every single time and just watch the benefits that you're going to reap like just watch the impact you'll you'll make and the lessons you'll learn like oh my gosh i had no idea like my grandma was like in england for a minute there i i mean i knew that but like these photos he's beautiful. And she's cool as hell. And I'm like, it's just so cool to me that like, you know, she just touched all these different people and it validates me for the life that I live. And, you know, I'm grateful that I'm part of her lineage. And now she's an angel for me on the other side. And she's already working her magic, clearly. Um, and I closed my eyes the other day before I was falling asleep, and I swear I could just see her dancing with my grandpa, <laughs> young versions of them. And, yeah, I just love her so much. I love you so much, Grandma Cuckoo. And everyone who's listening, I really just want to send out good vibes and let you know that, you know, you're just keep living your truth. I, I was going to say living your best life, but... keep going where you're called by source, by spirit, by the universe, by God, by Gaia, by your angels, your ancestors, whoever you want to say, by yourself, by your higher self, by your intuition. And just watch the road that takes you down when you listen to that. Because, wow, did she do that? She definitely did that. And she's in a better place now. She was suffering at the end. She wasn't living she was surviving and we've all been there, whether or not it's at the end of our life, whether it's just a blip in the middle or the beginning, what have you. But most of us, you know, I mean, we all have to go through shit and she did. That wasn't the first time either, Um, but it was the last in this lifetime. And now she is at peace and pulling strings for us on the other side. And yeah, so this is my tribute to her and also my rambles about just trusting your gut and being a the person that many people diff- need just based on ah I don't know how to phrase this. <laughs> I'm trying to tie it up but I keep anyways, I'll find a crafty way to say it and then I will title that episode this. But anyways, once I get back to Philadelphia, I can edit um the episode with Lee and post it up. Um This podcast is just kind of going to come based on my intuition and my flow of my life. But I will give you an update really briefly. I'm diving into photography. I'm diving into videography, back to my art. Ah, sure. I just remembered. Okay, there's one more anecdote I want to say. I made a documentary about my two grandmas titled The New Loneliness, about their experience as widowed women alone, separately, in the lockdown times, right? One is in Florida, Grandma Judy. Other was in Michigan, Cuckoo. And I had the idea to play that, play my film on silent, just so it would shuffle through and you could see her moving around, her speaking and the photos flashing, right? But at one point, about six people hadn't seen the film and they were walking over. Oh, what is this? And I restarted from the beginning and cranked up the volume. They sat down and watched for the entire 40 minutes and I saw tears on their masks, on their faces. They spoke to me after saying how proud she was of me for making this film, how you should have seen her. She'd brought this crew and she was directing them. She was telling them where to go. They were in and they were out. It was amazing. And it's, uh, it's the impact too, that they felt. They said, you captured her essence. You captured her spirit. The questions you asked, it was perfect for, to get her, like that was her. And that means so much. And it was wonderful getting to kind of have that as a time capsule and literally play it at her at her viewing. And people that knew her in various chapters watched it and resonated and said that and related and were laughing and nodding their heads during the COVID part, like, because a lot of the people that were watching were older, elderly. And so we were discussing, you know, how being an elderly person Specifically, is kind of a mindfuck for the pandemic because you could, you could, this could be it for you, and that's what both my grandmas touch on. And that's, you know, luckily they both have been able to break out of the worst of it and survive that. Like at least things lightened up at the end for my grandma. She could see her family again, hug them. They let up on the masks. She actually did get COVID this past year, and she was fine because of all her vaccines. Um, but like, you know, I'm saying like. It was relevant. I got like this audience that was watching it was the target audience, more or less. Um, To top it off, they knew her as well. And those folks said, like my grandma had said, if you get a chance to see it, I hope you can. And this was their chance. And they were saying, well, it's very sad. This was the chance to see it. I'm very blessed. I saw it. And oh, my gosh. Like. Wow. Wow. I just need to keep making art because I mean, it's fuels me. It's my favorite thing. Like I'm back in the industry doing what I, what I know and what I'm good at, but it's not the type of content that is necessarily soul fulfilling around the clock. Some projects can be definitely, um, touch me and be impactful and resonate with my spirit, but some don't. And that's life. That's making money. Money isn't always attached to dreams. Um, two, 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 two on the clock here, but sometimes it is. And You deserve to be compensated. I mean, I think that ultimately you're compensated, whether it's energetically, if it's not financially, because money is energy, right? Like I've got more out of that film than money, than any paycheck I've ever gotten. Right. And that's awesome. Um, But that moment, I'll never forget that. And the legacy she has and my other grandma and both my grandpas have is just palpable. And I love them all so much and I'm blessed. And yeah. So take care. all, keep doing your thing, whatever that is, whether it's volunteering, whether that's working a certain job, whether that's caretaking for your family, whether that's making art for yourself, whatever the hell it is, just keep going with it. And yeah. All right. Bye. Until next time.